Dash. Push. Give me some. Let's go. Never fall. Ten toes down, baby. You know who it is. I'm trying to be like you, mother. Shush. It's too late to turn back now. <laughs> the Morning Shift. Powered by you know Media. Good We're morning, back, good baby. evening, and everything in between. It's a Mahi Monday, and we're here for our morning shifters from our misters to our sisters. We're back for another show just in case you missed it. Fine, I do the dishes. It's all powered by You Know Media. Let's rock and roll. Chee-hoo. You already know. Stay blessed. Don't stress. We got you covered like the sundress. Welcome to the number one show in Aotearoa. New media, the people's media. Let's push. We're back for another week, gentlemen. Shifters Fano. What up? How good? I don't even know what week it is, but I'm I'm waking up feeling great about coming to work. I don't well, know. I'll tell guys. you what, I feel better than last Monday. Oh that is for sure. <laughs> I feel refreshed. I feel good. We gotta have ourselves a good week, guys. Okay, me and Brooke bended uh, a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun though. It was fun. It's been enough time for us to admit that to ourselves, so we'll let to tell you guys. Yeah. But uh, we don't need to do that for another You live few years. And you learn. Alright, what's on the show today? Uh Jordan has a take on the submarines? Is that a, oh, a just, nice way just to put sharing, it? Just sharing info that's been put out there. Not trying to, you know, not trying to have a have a yarn. Just sharing, sharing the info. Got you with that. Uh, I'm going to try and exper- express a, a little bit more vulnerability. Um, and if you missed anything on sport, you guys know where to go. Mato Mark's back with your wrap up. I got you covered. Got you covered. <laughs> like a what? Like a what? Like a sundress. <laughs> All right, guys. We always start the show with an absolute altogether board. And Jordan has the honors today. I do have the honors today. I'm going back to Afro Beats, guys. If you did, you know, a lot of us have heard the, you know, the Essence tracks and Last Last and things like that. But you might have missed Two Sugar by Wizkid and Ari Star. Let's push. You feel that? Shifters, it's Monday. Let's go. Let's play this out. Got a bag full of feelings and a house full of regrets. This baggage is gonna fit to no plane. Don't mean to digress. This morning, as I always say, but it can be a good day anytime you want. It's a state of mind. Let's boost. High five. Good start, Jordan. Thank you. Very good start. That song is called Two Sugars, by the way. What's all, Mark? How are you, man? How's your yep. weekend? Yeah, good, good. I, uh, <clears throat> I'll be the first to admit, though, I actually missed the Super Rugby finals because I was. I actually gave Ava control of the remote. I had a big Friday night, so I was an absolute sack. On the couch all Saturday. <laughs> Love that though. Yeah, you come, needed a blow up. <laughs> come Saturday night, I was just like, Super Rugby. Am I gonna? Am I gonna keep control of the TV the whole way through the day? And then Ava turned up. Uh, for those of you who don't know, she's my 11 year old daughter, mm-hmm. and she goes, "Can I watch a movie?" And I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." Yes. But I had no idea 
that the movie that she was going to choose was going to hit me so differently. And maybe I was still a little vulnerable from my night before, but my heart was warmed. Oh, no. You did that to yourself. I've heard. You watched Coco? Coco? You watched Coco? My goodness. Now, I have seen it before, I'll be honest, but it didn't hit as hard as what Mm. it did. Is is Disney just a whole heap of, like, pretty much documentaries that we should all watch to learn about other people's culture? Because the Day of the Dead and the Mexican theme of keeping their relatives alive, although it may be secondary to, say, you know, the actual keeping of the life of people's memories, it was so amazing. Mm. It hit me differently. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen it yet, but you're a good point, Moana. They base it around Moana, but her grandma's a very big part of it. And Kanto, the grandma's oh, a very big part on, of it. They pull on those heartstrings oh, to smart. cast those spells, Fana. Oh, remember me. It was so... <laughs> like, I haven't watched it, but I heard. That's why I haven't. Beyond deep, like the places it hit. I, I watched the last 15 minutes of Coco. Again, terribly hungover. But I watched it with a lump in my throat and chest was like swelling up. I was about to cry the whole time. And I had Ava draped over me what as we were watching out? it together. And she's like, you're all right? And I was like, yes. Pull the music down, Matsuma. Give us one acapella. Remember me. Remember me. It's time to say goodbye. Remember me. I was so taken, mate. I, he was so glad when you asked. He went there. Yes. He went there. I tell you what. If Disney did, like, a movie on everyone's culture... And we just shushed our heads and watched it <laughs> and just understood it and went to that depth with each culture, the world would be such a better place. I agree. You're right. So right. So <sighs> easy to do it. That's nice. What about you, um, Brooke? How was your weekend? Oh, lads. <laughs> boys. Play a bit of code over the weekend, boys. Did you play some rugby, <laughs> boys? A little, bit, a little bit of rugby, mate. Got between the lines. What would you, what would you rate yourself out of 10? They're about four. Man, so it's a lot, man. It's a lot. So unfit. Got when was the last time twice. you played? I think I was trying to work it out. I think I was 12. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's been a while. Like, been you're a baller. You're a baller. Different, different ball. I got bumped off twice by this guy. Felt like Brian Lima or <laughs> Martin Nonu was running straight at me. I was embarrassed, but it was it was so much fun just to, you know, go toe-to-toe with the man next year. And I was getting through these shoulders, mate. Hey, you don't, you don't, need, to, uh, you don't need to put that voice on because... I've already got a recording of you in that voice. Let's have a listen. This is the message that Brooke sent to me before the game on the way in the Ute. <laughs> you ready, my boy? This is, this is how I talk. <laughs> this is rugby grassroots. We'll play code. This is what it's about. Oranges at halftime. No physios. <laughs> Leave it all between the lines and at the end of the day, f- clink a beer and say, Good on you, mate. <laughs> I'm correct me, my oh. <laughs> I don't know what happened. That, gave me, that voice memo gave me so much joy over the weekend. I think every rugby team needs to hear that before, <laughs> before they walk out on the paddock. Hey. But every grassroots rugby team needs that Brook speech before they walk out. You need hype, man. Let me know. I went to Bunnings that morning too. I've never had more of a man day. Barron is at half time. Then had a cold one after with a couple of the boys. You reckon there's no physios? <laughs> we don't need those. What does that even mean? Oh, it was fun though, man. It was a lot of fun. Hey, how was Jason Mamore? Uh, I heard you was hanging out with him. Are oh, you not allowed to talk about that? I wasn't hanging out with him. Who tried the same thing with Jason Mamore? Or was that like? Who said that? I'm not I'm not Gene up. I was at nothing with Jason Mamore. Someone was at the rugby, I think. No, they oh, I thought you were with Jason oh, I wish I was with Jason Momoa. 
Well, never mind then. Yeah, no. Oh, well, good weekend. Good weekend, guys. <laughs> hey, uh, considering uh, you guys had a good weekend, I'll save my weekend chat for later in the show. But uh, we always start the show with an absolute... No, no, no. No, yeah. we don't. No, try it again, try it again. We always start the show with some daily bread. Breaking bread. With, with the news of today. today. Still looking for a bread sponsor. <laughs> I'm still getting over there. Rugby chat, to be honest. My bad. Boy, rugby's so much... It's, it's actually a lot of fun. Unfit, but it's a lot of fun. I, I, I'm going to switch mine up real quick. I'm going to go... It's like a blast from the past. We missed it a couple days ago. 32 years ago, exactly. On June 24th. Mm. 1991, Goku transformed into Super <gasps> Saiyan for the very Come first on. time. Uh, Talk me through that. Uh, yeah. uh, you'd be right with him. You'd be, go! You sound, go, Goku! That sounds like something else, okay? But <laughs> yes. That. Talk me through that moment, John. Like, I, the whole Dragon Ball Z thing, it skipped past me. I, it was, it was, yeah, it was not in my generation. So I do know it was, it certainly oh, was big, man. a well, big thing. Look, I'm going to do a bad way, bad job at explaining this, but anime has obviously been around for a long time. Uh, before Goku, we had Pokemon in the mainstream. Like, mm-hmm. that was kind of like, it. you know, that, that, that took over the hearts and minds of, of all of us, Pokemon. But then Dragon Ball Z was like, it was like superhero. You know, like it was like, no, no one really wants to be Ash. We were like, I want to be Goku, my boy. And there's a million of them in there that you could have been, but Goku was the one. But he had this like warm family. I'm going to protect you at all costs. And he always had the the best intentions. And then, dude, this guy just pulled out energy from the sky. He would make rocks move. Killed all the bad guys. Wow. I don't know, it's hard to explain. You had to be there, but... But also, they'll drag it out. Like, for him to go Super Saiyan, it would take maybe two episodes. Nah, so, Super Saiyan... Yeah, like a... Ten episodes, he'd be charging up. So, that was the first time he went to this other level of right. anger or power or... Pretty yeah. much. Control, wow. yeah. We, we didn't do a very good job there, but Mark, just keep, keep stay with us. My Daily Bread is, uh, guess what happened when Adele tried to buy Sylvester Stallone's uh, mansion in LA for $58 million? She did end up buying the house. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> they oh, said good. accepted. But you know the iconic Rocky statue from the movies? Ta-da, it's ta-da. in his backyard. And she said, I have to, I have to, this has to stay with the house. Yeah. And he said at the time, that's a deal breaker for me. Like, that's, I'm taking that statue with me. And she was like, well, so they had to like change the price a little bit. And it was a bit really? of like a, it was like a funnel deal. It was they weren't beefing or anything, but she really wanted the Rocky Balboa statue in the backyard. I'm not mad about that too. Oh, it's, a, it's, iconic. it's iconic. You have that in the backyard. That's a flex. So, do you know how many dudes grew up and Rocky was their dad? Like, he's <laughs> it's an iconic movie, you know. But Adele was yeah. Adele didn't get it in the end, but I thought that was a very interesting. Oh, she didn't get it. So she nah, got the house, but it. not the statue. Yeah, nah, Stallone, wow. Stallone took that. I wonder how much he was wanting for it. Do you know how you said it? You know, it was. Not a negotiable part of the contract, but oh, she would dude. have gone with him. I wonder how much she offered, and he still turned down. I, I guarantee you, some billionaire would, some very rich man would buy that for ten million if it went on auction or something. Mm. It's a it's fight a, for flex. It's a part of history. It is pop history. Anyway, that is oh, your daily bread. Breaking bread with, with the news of today. Still looking for a bread sponsor. This is the morning shift. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome on in. To the second episode of Rejecting Cinderella <laughs> Cinderella or Fella 
You thought we would give up on our <laughs> creative content, didn't Mama you? Mama did a raise no quitters. Who have you been listening and watching all this time? Do you we, think Matua, Mark, Brooke and I are quitters? It's the carnival. You are coming to the carnival whether you like it or not. <laughs> is Cinderella at the carnival, Mark? Cinderella is the carnival. Will the glass slipper fit the carnival? Okay, sorry. Okay, sorry. Yes. Like, so, can you, so for people who don't know what we're talking about being rejected much or much, what are we talking about? Last week, we were looking for our Cinderella or Fella. We threw out, I guess, three clues as to who we were looking for, mm. and no one turned up. So this week, yeah, dogs. we're changing those three clues, mm. and if the shoe fits, share it. Got some goodies for you too, if it does. Someone sent us a message that I've read on our Instagram there, and they said, guys, I love that you guys are trying to bring new content to the show. He said, I'm not having a go, but what's in it for us? Oh. <laughs> he said, maybe if, we, if you... We've got What's in it for us? What's in it for us? Tell him, Oh, where? <laughs> oh. Pick that broom up and start sweeping the back. Okay, well, he's just saying you should incentivize that. If we find the person, are they going to be a winner? What or? did everyone miss in every single Disney movie? It had nothing to do with what was in it for you. <laughs> it was the journey we all took. And if you don't want to be a part of this journey, by all means, sit in the corner, look at the wall. We will find our Cinderella or fella. He said, what's in it for us? <laughs> Okay, well, I, I was thinking of some kind of sponsored prize pack. Look, I'll shout a, 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 a deluxe movie ticket, all right? Oh, that's expensive. That's cool. Yeah, that's, that's super, what, what, can, we go, can we go through three ways on that? <laughs> there'll we'll be something. Okay, look, there'll be something if we find this person. We've got some merch. So if, you, if, you, if you're getting what we're putting down here, we're trying to find where the shoe, the, the slipper fits, Farno. Mm. Can you just imagine, though, if we do this for two years? And we never oh, find anybody. That, and then you've I mean. come along this journey. And when we finally get that person. What's in it for us? Sparks oh, will fly. Where? Okay. Okay, here we go. What's the scenario? Here's the, um, we'll start with this week's Cinderella or Fella. So if the shoe fits, if this is you, you need to contact us on our socials, personals, anything you can do to get through to us. Because if we do find that Cinderella or Fella, that person will receive a wonderful prize. I'll start. We are looking for... A mum between the ages of thirty-five and forty. Between the age of thirty-five and forty. Who's a clairvoyant? Oh. Who has lost a limb during the duration of their life. <laughs> Come Not- on, Fano, isn't this great? Isn't chance. this great content? If I'm listening to this outside of the show right now, I'm going like, holy moly, what they're doing is they're setting up the slipper. And then they're trying to find the person to match it. And if they actually match it, that'll be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be so amazing. What's in it for us? What's in it for us? What's <laughs> <laughs> not? Help us find the slipper, Fano. Okay, one Once more time. Again. One more time. Um, we're looking for a mum between the age of 35 and 40. Who's a clairvoyant. Who has lost a limb during the duration of their life. <laughs> Any limb. We're not picky. This is the morning shift. Yeah, kia ora team. I, I thought I'd come to the show today, it's a Monday, and just try and express a little vulnerability, because why not at this point, eh? I've, I've always kind of struggled to completely say what I'm, I'm thinking, 
Like I'll get the majority of it out, but five, 10 minutes later, we're going, oh, should have added that, should have added that. So I've kind of gone to writing things down and oh, I got a little bit nervous. I'm, sh- I'm shaking. And what's going on here? What are we doing? Uh, are we like, we're with you here, Brooke. Yeah. We got you, we got you. Giving no heads up, but we're just, yeah. we're here, what's up? I've been doing, I've been writing things and uh, it's kind of turned into like poetry almost. Mm. And I, I would like to, to bring it to the table today to see what you guys think. I'm not even joking. Like, I wish I was kind of joking like there was something coming up. Hey. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try my best to give this one a go. I want to add like a little something underneath it so it's not, you know, just dry the whole way through. Thank the gods. Are you ready? If you're being serious. I'm now. being serious. Okay. Like I'm actually, look at me. You're asking us to hold space. Please. You. Okay. I'm boxing out. I mean, I want to make a joke, but I'm not going I get to. that. Okay. I let my humbleness turn to numbness. At times, letting time go by knowing I got the endurance to catch it another time. I work with every breath in my body because it's the work, not air, that makes me feel alive. That's some real detrimental shit. But that's that shit my perfectionist mind doesn't really mind because no one knows what's on my mind. When I go to sleep at nine and wake up at five, unless I do it like this and say it in a rhyme. I can't remember the last time someone put their phone down, looked me in the eyes and asked my current insight on times. But I remember every single time someone shined a light in my eyes, I purposely try to forget what went on between some people and I because I know I'm not a forgiving guy even when I try. (laughs) Pretty good. My urge for revenge wins the game against my good guy inside every single f***ing time. I got... (laughs) I feel like you're just like reciting some song lyrics, but I'm not sure what the song lyric is or who, who the artist is. Uh, I'm sorry, Brooke, that didn't really fly. Like, nah, dude. <laughs> it's too long. It's we, too slow. We, we were trying to prank you, Mark. Oh. Yeah, it didn't work. It was a song that it, already exists? It's, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's something okay. Drake wrote on Friday night for his fans to know how he's thinking, and I said, Brooke, you should bring this to the show and, <laughs> and recite it like you wrote it. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad you held space though, man. Hey, we wouldn't have known if we didn't take the shot. You know yeah, what I mean? You gotta, totally. you gotta put them all man, out. So We're, glad you did. <laughs> I did think to myself, well, this is gonna be What's a hard one. What's in it for us? <laughs> <laughs> What's not? Hey, so, look, you, we had a good stab at that. Hey, we gave it a go. I'm sorry for everyone who's looking so, at the car line. So you explain, you explain what actually just happened to wrap this up. Jordan sent me a text of a Drake verse, and he, he goes, yeah, this is a, this is a good one. <laughs> I want you to come to the show on Monday. <laughs> Recite it like you came up with it, like poetry's been something you've been trying. And oh, we're going to get Mark to a mark. 
<laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, good idea, bro. We, we got, that was a good one. Hey. You know what the problem is? It's tried, like, man. You bro- like, <clears throat> I know you're an incredibly deep thinker. You were listening to what I was saying? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't. Yeah. Uh, Even I was saying it like, ooh. I'm, I'm sorry. Ooh. I'm sorry, Fano. We. We're trying to make content, man. We're trying to bring stuff oh, to the show. I love hey, we hey, missed, but, man. Hey, I love we missed that if, one. If that popped off, though, we would have been like, yosa. But you want to try it? Maybe right. it was the tone and the cadence. It wasn't uh, right. You give it a go. go. Let me hold give it a go. Hey, Mark, we got this a podcast. We got all the time in the world. We're not rushing anything. Jordan, from the top. Here you go. You, give this, you give this one a go. Uh, I've been working on journaling uh, recently. Um, something that I got off my sister. Um, she said that it's been kind of transformational her transformational for her the way she's been able to write things down that she otherwise would have forgot and reflecting on it after has been a powerful exercise for her so over the weekend boys I attempted to do the same can I are you cool if I shared some of what I wrote alright let's see how it goes I'm nervous <laughs> I, got, I was actually pretty nervous still not a lot Let my humbleness turn to numbness. At times letting go by knowing I got the endurance to catch it another time. I work with every breath in my body because it's the work, not air, that makes me feel alive. That's that's all I had to Uh, You know what? I realise what it is. Mark, you want to give it a go? No, it's it's not any of us. And this is where we've run into a real problem. And I actually know what it is now. What's happened? We don't talk crap. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. It's, it's so not obviously not us. Yeah, you're right, my boy. Drake's writing like, that's he's writing to things that rhyme, that don't necessarily connect. And it's a him. And it's a him he's thing. He's a real him, yeah. But I know you well enough, Brooke, that you would never, ever talk like that. Like, your stuff would be powerful if you did yeah. decide to write poetry. Oh, and same with you, Jordan. Because Brooke said, I know it's... It's the work, not the air. And we're like, nah, there wasn't that. Was <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Hey, I'm glad we missed that. Oh, 100%. I'm, I'm not mad about that one. Morning, Chef. We keep it real. You feel? We work something out to Me. Love that. Shush. This is The Morning Shift. Kia ora, Shifters. Changing gears, as we always do on The Shifters uh, show. Oh, okay, this music now seems like it's way more real. Too much. Thank you. Thank you. No, no, keep it, keep it right there. Thank you, Brooke. Um, unless you were living under a rock last week, there is no way you could have missed the story around the Ocean Gate, which is now a tragedy. Submarine. Submarine. They uh, unfortunately lost their lives. Um, <laughs> it, it, it almost feels a little bit insensitive the way, you know, social media puts out so much content. Like when the videos of... Um, the three like other 3D video replays of how it would have imploded like and I was just like do we do we need to see that I feel like we're moths we? to, a, to a light then we love it we this one in particular though like the world stopped to watch and I feel like there's two different types of people one is the people who kind of have the ability to move past the tragedy and go okay are we seeing everything we need to see here so that it turns yes. into kind of like that and then the others who were just absolutely flabbergasted by the facts behind it and just the idea of losing that many people in one instance. Definitely. And I think a sane person is trying to be in the middle of that. 
I think when because there's definitely been global news stories where we've 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 gone and proven that there were other things they were trying to hide, and then there's just a whole lot of rubbish out there, right? Um, which we should disregard because in this age of, inf- of 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 disinformation, it just makes things very difficult. But I am one to always look at what's happening on the other side. More conspiracy inclined. However, what you're about to hear, I am in no way saying is true. But have a listen to this audio clip that's been doing the rounds. I'm sure you may have heard it already. So a submarine that goes looking for Titanic wreckage becomes the Titanic. You guys, there's so much to unpack, but stay with me. Let's go down the Scary rabbit music's hole. not helping. First, we have British billionaire Hamish Harney. He's a pilot, explorer, businessman. He has his hands on a lot of things. Then we have Shazada Dawood. He's one of the richest men in Pakistan. Then you have CEO of Ocean Gate, Stockton Rush. So we have rich and powerful men aboard. I feel like, I feel like this happened before. That's because it did. A hundred years ago, these three men were on the Titanic and they opposed the Federal Reserve. Oh, that's only the beginning because Harding was working on something back in 2017 called White Desert, an Arctic VIP tourism company. Now you can't even go to the Arctic, and which is another weird thing because scientists accidentally discovered a strange creature about half a mile under the ice. And there's been reports of violent occurrences happening by strange creatures on the scientists. Now back to Mr. DeWood from Pakistan, China company to explore lithium resources in Pakistan. There's been a substantial amount of lithium recently found. Another weird thing is there's a documentary already coming out. Like, how do you put this out that fast unless it was planned? You guys, even The Simpsons had an episode that predicted ah, this very the thing. Simpsons. Come on, you can't make this up. Well, if The Simpsons said something, then obviously. Scary music was, wasn't necessary. No. So, this guy is definitely speculating. Um, but from what I've researched about the Titanic, that was that was one hundred percent true, in terms of who was on it and the men that were against the Federal Reserve Bank. They were all on that boat when it sunk. So that's what I'm saying is, that's not to say with this at all that this Ocean Gate tragedy is this is what's happening. Not at all. But I just think, man, it's so hard in this age of information. Now, I also know that a week ago, America. This is fact, by the way. It's not conspiracy. America had an accounting error. And sent Ukraine six billion dollars accidentally. How does that relate to the sub? I think you're talking about two different things. Because what I've read up about this war is that it's also a proxy war, where US is helping Ukraine to deplete Russian resources in their war, obviously, obviously to make them less of a threat to them. Right. So. To accidentally send six billion dollars to so Ukraine, you're saying the sub which now was a distraction, which now with the Russian Wagners are turning on Putin, and a coup's um, currently about to take place, or is looking likely. People are, are, are murmuring that the money that US sent to Ukraine was given to the Russian Wagners. So it's like, but then we've had a whole story about. So that actually happened. But see, this is what people are saying. Oh, why do we have a global news story? Oh, about a sub. About a sub, right? So when, they, they, when these very global other issues that right. we maybe should be facing. So that, that's just what I'm reading. But I, I don't know. We don't. We don't know. I'm I, just I throwing it up there. I did a little research and uh, found this interesting story about the idea as to why the world is so obsessed with this 
Ooh. the submarine accident. And I think everyone can imagine having endless amounts of money to spend. So part of the idea of someone who has got that kind of resource and is sitting in that submarine as it implodes is a fascinating part to begin with. But a uh, Dr. Justin Dienzo, a clinical psychologist in Jacksonville, Florida, a former U.S. Navy psychologist, said the reason the public has been so invested is down to our desire to relate to others that sustains our obsession. Mm. So we all can relate to that feeling of being trapped somewhere or being in the water or experiencing that level of uncertainty. He says, what makes it relatable is that we could all imagine being helpless with other humans and not knowing what to do. True. So what you're saying, Matsu, Mark, is maybe it's less of the things I'm talking about and maybe just... I think it was just such a fascinating story. Yeah. The Titanic still fascinates people. The idea of discovering the Titanic or going down and having a look at it, the idea of having endless amounts of money and how you would spend it, it just plays into all our psyches right now. And we're like, so what happened? True. Is that why you would say we talked about that and not the 700 people who drowned in the refugee boat that yeah, sunk? Boat. Totally. Because this is something that we know of. It's something we can relate to or think we and we can imagine ourselves sitting there. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, and I'm thinking the last global. Well, there's probably one before, but what was the gorilla in the um, the zoo that, that the poor child got stuck in with? Oh yes, and they had to put him down in the end. Yeah, that was like the last global news story I felt like was like this. Where and Harambe. that psyche we like what if we were the kid totally why, why why can't we be there like trying to help or yeah so it ignites certain parts of our brain that goes. What? Oh, tell me more. True. That's a boring thing to say, though. It's much easier to say. Uh, no, but hey, <laughs> hey, look, look, we're just sharing. We're just sharing, okay? It's it's your responsibility as a shifter to continue to personally process yeah. your own thoughts. And because, don't accuse because me because of being we're part wrong, of the cover-up. Because <laughs> if we're wrong, then, uh, we don't want to get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, no, no. Love you, love you. This is The Morning Shift. Don't sit hot. Orbu! Orbu! <laughs> Guys, it's that time of the week, sports rap, and no one does it better than our man, Matsuo Mark. What's been happening? Matsuo Mark Pitch, sports to be exact. Yeah, my mm-hmm. bad, my bad. Well, Friday night, uh, the action saw the Warriors get busy Woo! in Wollongong against the St. George Dragons to the tune of 48 <laughs> points to 14. Come on now. Four tries to the magnificent screaming eagle of a mullet from Dallin Watini Zalesniak and the Warriors. Well, look at them now, 48-14. Did you know that I think they were one from 11 over in Wollongong before they headed over there. One from 11? I think it was 17. It was a dragon. One from 17? Yeah, yeah, it was something like that. It was the first, second one, sorry, yeah. It, like, we just don't perform well over there. So to see the boys turn up and turn up in a big way at 48 to 14, I was so happy. They now now play the Rabbitohs at Mount Smart Stadium on Friday night. Can I tell you why that was a good one? Tell a me why, A huge bro. win, besides from the points that they put on. That team hasn't been playing very well. Ben Hunt's out of it. These are the games that championship teams win. Ooh. Like a Melbourne Storm, uh, the Rabbitohs, when they're firing, they win those games. Warriors came out. I, that was a statement game for me. They were nice. Here, here. So we now sit fourth on the table for all the Warriors fans. Fourth? Are you serious? Are we Panthers. fourth? Are we fourth? Panthers at number one, Broncos and Storm. All three of those teams sit on 24 points. We sit on fourth place in 22 points. Oh, we see you on Friday. Much or Mark Brook, uh, can we make a case now that Warriors are. Uh, Keeping our hearts alive with sport at the moment. You know what they are to me. A big part of it. Yeah, they're a big part of keeping me engaged in sport right now. 
because it's such a fascinating story. The Sean Johnson, the the team, the squad, the being Webster. able to play. Yeah, well, like, I mean, you let Ava put on Coco when the Super Rugby Finals on this weekend. Didn't I it? know. <laughs> she was not touching the TV when the wires were playing. They feel like oh, New Zealand's team at the moment. Yeah, they Good on you, boys. boys. Well done. Uh, speaking of Super Rugby, Saturday evening, and Hamilton was alive and kicking with the Super Rugby Grand Final but between the Chiefs and the Crusaders. Brooke, you watched the whole game. Give us a rundown, my boy. How how, how was watching the whole thing? Because I have heard rumours it wasn't the greatest game of rugby and the Crusaders got up to win their 13th title. Uh, 25-20 winners over the Chiefs. Was it a good game to watch? They, they just did Crusaders things at championship times. Kick to corners, play for penalties. Mwanga kicked well at the end. They just played at the right end of the field. I think they're victims of their own success because no one really wants to see the Crusaders win and it's not their fault. It's just they've always won. So the the people who are kind of like sideline supporters of Super Rugby, they already know the outcome. Mm. Uh, Crusaders will get this one. I'll see it next year. It's hard to say this as a Blues fan, but I, I put it on my story. I said, I am so looking forward to uh, our new coach. Like we, need, we need a windmill spinning coach at the helm of all black rugby. Scott like, Robertson? Yeah, Scott. We need Scott Robertson there. And I think... As a Blues fan, it's hard to admit, but I, I really take my hat off and give uh, all props and respect to the, the culture of Canterbury Rugby for years now. It, it doesn't matter who steps up. It doesn't matter who's injured, who steps in to, to fill the role. The squad. They get it done, and I just have full respect to that team. Yeah, an interesting one for me, and I remember oh, that was hard to say. when I was working at uh, Radio Sport, the, the knock-on razor was the idea that he's always had really strong teams to be able to form with. And I always thought to myself when I heard that narrative, I was like, "What does it matter if he ca- like if he goes to the All Blacks cap- uh, coaching role? He's going to continue to have really good teams to bring along." There's a real difference between a coach who can get a whole lot of underdogs up to win a game to a guy who can keep a real slick team motivated to win over and over and over again. And kind of the All Black role sits there, right? You've got high end players who don't need a lot of coaching per se, but they do need to stay motivated. He may actually be Cinderella. And that's a slipper job. Maybe the morning shifts Scotty Robinson before he gets the All Black coaching job. What? <laughs> he does a good job of. He, but he he's a championship team. He's an anti- with a team of champions. Scotty Robinson is an anti-story, right? He's against the grain. He is he different. He's completely against the grain. He's different to what New Zealand rugby I, would usually have I as almost, their head man. I almost feel like maybe they ne- never wanted him. He's just so good they just can't. They can't miss him. They can't you know not what? give him that role. If you're listening either. right now, wherever you are in life, be so good mm. that they can't not Woo. give you the role. Mm. He's what, that's what he's proving. Uh, continuing through to, and on Friday, uh, all you NBA fans, you would have seen the Spurs collected the best draft prospect in recent times, Victor Wimbanyama. Uh, the first round of the NBA draft averaged a record 4,928,000 viewers on ESPN and ABC. Uh, according to the Nielsen rankings. So that's the biggest audience they've had in a long time watching the draft. Making the idea of drafts in the modern game a massive sales pitch. Oh, it's a good draw card. We should have a draft. How do you get that through, though? Like, when you can see numbers like that, who are people, engaged fans, they're not even playing the game of basketball, they're just drafting the next generation of player. When you get that many eyes on the TVs... Surely you must look at it and go. I think Europe, Europe would have been watching though. Boosted those numbers, oh. right? No, those are American numbers. Oh, oh really? Oh, yeah, those what's, are the ESPN what's the numbers. number one draft prospect's name again? Victor Wimbenyama. 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 Did you see his JJ Reddick podcast? No, but JJ's great. I didn't see this year though. There's a, there's a clip, and he basically asks him about success and telling you know you've been said you're going to be the greatest, and Wimbenyama just reckons just had the most enlightening 
reply and jd riddick looks down the lens of the camera like breaks character like out of the you know and he's just like this kid is it i don't know like i'm telling everyone right now i sit with rookies i've sit with these young generation players he's like this dude has found enlightenment and he hadn't even played one game in nba he's like kid you're gonna go far like he's just like all that accolade stuff i need to work hard i need a, all the noise i let it go over my head it's just like if you need a team to support in the nba Go and jump on the Spurs bandwagon. Ugh, this kid no is way. about to be good. Oh, I'm on his bandwagon, but not on Spurs. They're no. giving him too many expectations, though. They're like, if he's not as good as LeBron, then his career was a failure. But you just heard what Jordan said. He's not hearing any of that, it's, which is the first step to being yeah. able to succeed and oversee people's expectations if you're it. not listening to them. That's on us, not him. Yeah, yeah. Right. Which, yeah. Which, which maybe makes me appreciate LeBron more, because when LeBron came into the league, we said that anything that wasn't great, near MJ, he'd be a failed career. And so he's had to deal with pressure from the start. Which he has. Yeah. And he's exceeded expectations. LeBron's, is, he's nuts. He is nuts. And finally, the MMA world is a buzz still with the idea just, of just, just, Facebook ooh. founder Mark Zuckerberg and Twitter oh, owner Elon I'll be waiting Musk to talk about this. taking each other on in the octagon. Gentlemen, I mean, it's funny because I know Dana White was having a go at all the, uh, how do you call it, like, Carnival kind of fights that were going on and how oh. UFC never went there. Oh, he, he about that carnival. He's like, come to the carnival. Now he is the he's the ringleader of the carnival, trying to make it happen for the UFC. But Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, what was your first take on that, Jim? I love that the the two greatest nerds on earth right now, <laughs> and I say that in the best way, uh, talking about actually having a cage fight. I actually see Zuck's been putting in work. It's like, I don't see Elon put in work, like, but maybe he does it privately. But I think I would love... For Elon to take up that challenge because I think Zuck's got him more definitely now he's, he's rolling with some of the best dudes in the world not so, like obviously not tapping them out but he's he's trying to train he's in there he's in there well he's done tournaments he's taken part in tournaments oh, yeah yeah Zuckerberg has taken part in uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu tournaments he's tapped people out he's won tournaments so well he's won a tournament but that means that he's not only trained because there's a big difference between training and actually being a part of and he's put into practice the skills that he's learning in uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And if, if Elon Musk comes in and he's bigger than him, I can't believe we're even talking about this. No, but this is great. Yeah, the, the fact that he, Elon's going to be bigger and stronger, man, nothing makes a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu expert yeah. go, oh, come on then. But you know it hurts? That this they could have the biggest fight of all time in all history. <laughs> and it's too nerds. You could make a case that... <laughs> and no one no, you could really, fight. Dude, you could really make a case that Elon versus Zuck would be the most watched fight in history of human... Mankind. Well, you yeah. might be onto something here because I've been thinking, like, why are they trying to have this fight? And the thought that I had was street cred. But I guess Zuckerberg almost has a bit of street cred. That's the one thing they don't. But if he's doing They're these probably things, in on it and they're going to market it. Like, they're going to sell, like, something off the back of it for both their big brands and companies. Stay stay awake, people. <laughs> stay awake. <laughs> Who have okay. you got? To end it, who have you got? Um, uh, Give me Zuckerberg. Yeah, I got yeah, Zuckerberg. Just because he's been, uh, been trained. Yeah, he's been there and done that. Ah, good times. Anyway, that's your sports wrap for another week. They made sports wrap. There's no get again, get again. This is the morning shift. <laughs> Welcome for another week. I don't give a shift. shift. <laughs> I don't give a shift, man. What is this? You may be asking. We brought it in last week. It went off. We've got a lot more responses that we want to chuck in there as well. What's I don't the concept, give a shift. There's something. That you feel like you're alone on. It's you <laughs> against the world. And this is your moment to come go and say, hey, I don't give a shift about a shift, this. <laughs> Something you love that everyone else hates. <laughs> or everyone else loves it and you can't stand it. All right, let's get into it. This is your place. Mark, 
Here we go. <laughs> you know, when you hop in bed, your partner's got cold feet and they put them on your feet, which are like really warm. You know, I actually like that. But I know <laughs> a lot of people don't like, you know, the cold feet. So yeah, I don't give a shift about cold feet. That's love. You want to experience love? I heard love in that voice. <laughs> Mark. Mark, keep going. I love it. <laughs> I never used to give a shift about using the disabled toilets at the oh. mall or at a petrol stations until today. At the BP in Hamilton, use a disabled toilet, come out, and there's a disabled man waiting oh. to use the toilet. You're going to have uh, Oh, Don't you say look it. at the disgust he gave me. Don't you say that. Especially when I gave myself a bungai and limped out. Oh, oh man. My mum would be ashamed of me. Why am I like this? <laughs> no, no, we're not laughing at him. I thought it. he was going to say, I don't give a shift at the end of it. We're not laughing at a man who fakes a limp. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, 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 that, that, I towed the line there. <laughs> Let's move on before we get more time. <laughs> Hash browns, they are disgusting. Oh, Hash browns yeesh. are not it. They're just not for me. Everyone thinks they're the bomb, but oh. I, just can't, I can't stand it. Even the smell alone, I nearly throw up. It's because you're just not good. And that's why I don't give a shit. Oh, oh. That's one. <laughs> hash browns. Who, who hating on hash browns? The and world, the smells. Is, they're the best. Uh, is, is the world, is the recession that bad that we got people out here hating on hash browns? Of all things. Uh, are we struggling that much? Something that gives us so much. I'm glad you don't. It's more for me. But I'm just telling you, buddy. Hash browns are like a morning hug. Anyway, good on you. Oh, customers really grind my gears when they say it sounds like a you problem. Like when we get backed up with orders with at least like 40 to 55 plus orders on a Saturday night on um, at our store and it just gets crazy. And customers get real angry for waiting for a long time and then if we're short staffed and then I explain to them nicely, they get all ignorant and then they start making complaints. That's what I don't give a shift about. About that. <laughs> Does sound like a you problem, <laughs> Yeah. Nice. I love corned beef and spaghetti. <laughs> My husband, on the other hand, hates it. He said it reminds me of cat food. Oh. And you know what I always say to him? I don't give a shift because I love it. I don't give a shift. <laughs> oh, you love it, love it. Why do I feel like she's a gap in her teeth? <laughs> <laughs> Or potentially no front teeth. <laughs> Maybe we should give a shift about that. Nah, <laughs> We love you, sis. And how dare he say that's cat food. That is food of the gods. Food of the gods. Oh, look at that timing. Another week of I Don't Give a Shift. Another Monday down. Bano, we love you. Start the week strong. Check on your people. Have a great day. This is The Shift. The shift. Go home, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go home. The morning shift. I'm gonna make an offer again with you. The shift. I love you. Oh, oh. This is the shift. Got it. Okay. I'm making a burger.